Begin Podfix Network transmission in three, two, one. WWF Light Heavyweight Champion Gilbert, brother, and you're listening to the Breeding Guild Podcast. Mornings might be uh, good for coffee and contemplation, but uh, early evenings are great for uh, Kahlua and Coke. And if I poured some creamer into this, this would be called a Colorado Bulldog, which uh, if Jay's listening to this, he's probably like retching in the back of his throat right now. <laughs> oh, God. I've never heard of that. Nah, it's actually pretty good. Um, I, I kind of got used to these. I told you before the um, the podcast going on that like Chipotle is kind of putting the hurting on me right now. So I needed something to uh, just turn it down a little bit. Uh, Take because, the edge off. Yeah, I don't know. I know I'll be feeling that in about two hours anyway. So it's just like right well, now. We, hopefully, we only go for an hour. <laughs> right, but <laughs> no guarantees. <laughs> yeah, it's well. Either way, you're not going to be around to experience what happens two hours from now after I've hit the Chipotle event horizon. Anyway, um, so I wanted this. <laughs> that Mount Doom. So yeah, this is a Coke and Kahlua, and. I know that oh. like the sound of it, like a lot of other like concoctions that involve Coke that you wouldn't think would involve Coke sounds kind of nauseating, but it's like, I'm pretty convinced by this point that like anything soda-ish or coconut tasting, coconut, like uh, not coconuts, you know. No, no, I got the Coke, Coke and yeah, nut. Coke nut, right. Um, I think it goes pretty much well with anything because peanuts and Coke, well, that's a shoe in and that's kind of a regional thing too. When I started working at the one place that I worked up here before a couple of years ago, I was talking about this with a friend, and uh, one of the directors comes in who's from here, and he's like, oh, shit, I used to have peanuts and Coke all the time. And it's apparently like the beverage of choice for when you're sitting on concrete stairs, <laughs> and I never knew that. <laughs> so it's either concrete stairs, the uh, eroding dock that leads into Lake Okeechobee, similar, I guess, vibes or whatever. So there's peanuts and Coke. And then there's another one that I'm surprised that actually not more people are into, which is milk and Coke. Milk and Coke. Right. Okay, I'm not disgusted, but at the same time, I'm okay. Continue. Well, you, you've had dairy and Coke before. Here's the thing. Everybody has. If you've ever had an ice cream float that melted, you've had the end of that. Good point. That's milk yep. and Coke. So whenever somebody's yep. – I think it's just the idea of it being described as such that's alien to people. Like I remember telling Jay about this once. He was like, oh, that's gross. And I'm like, have you ever had a float? And he goes, yeah. Oh, you dick. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. You got me, Miles Edgeworth. All right. But we're not, we're not sitting here talking about cold beverages because I am not G-Love and you are not special sauce. I don't know what you're referencing, but I'll go with it. Really? The song? I Love Cold Beverages. You've never heard that? Maybe I have. I mean, I'm an audio guy. I probably came across it a few times, especially maybe at a red light. I don't know. Hmm. You know what the song's about. I guess now you know who sang it's it. It's about Hitler. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and the, uh, <laughs> and, uh, and his, like, and his secret bunker and very final toast to his wife. <laughs> All right, we're almost Here's, 10 minutes in. I should probably explain. You are listening to the Creed Guild podcast. And we're episode 92. I want to do an impersonation of Hitler drinking a Colorado Bulldog. It's Coke and okay. it's Kahlua. What is there not to like? Oh, I am going to kill us both now, pal. There we go. We're done. 
Just enough, just enough beer tonight. <laughs> Plural beer, where almost anything is going to be funny. So we're we're in store for that kind of night. We are episode ninety two of the Cretan Skill Podcast. We are parts of the Podfix Network until tonight. Somehow, you know what? I don't think they'll kick us out, no matter what we do. Dude, where where do you think was uh, was this podcast's low point? And I realize that's a hell Ooh. of a conversation to try to tempt, so I'll try not to walk too far into that muck, but, I mean, I thought it was, like, everyone everyone touches upon Nazis at some point. It's like a comedian's, um, you know, Godwin. Everybody's got to do it. I've known a very few podcasts, though, that have ever ventured into Harlequin baby territory. So, <laughs> that's my true. that's my vote. I mean, but not, that's because not a lot of people know what that is to begin with, and you know, yeah, if you don't want to ruin, if you don't want to, if you don't want to ruin your night, don't fucking look it up. <laughs> well, <laughs> but, you, you know the rule: when you tell somebody not to look something up, the first thing they do, they look it up. All right. Well, Harlequin don't, baby, don't Google don't, it. Don't look up Rotten.com either. Definitely don't do that. But we are part of the Podfix Network, and their yeah. slogan, well, the slogan that we like to even Podfix, like a motherfucker. Mm-hmm. I don't. Right. I don't know if they endorse that, but we're gonna go with it anyway. So, Corey, what do you want to start with tonight? Let's make a salient observation here, or maybe like an admission, even if uh-huh. so. Because we'll ask Jay about this the next time he's on. I think he actually ditches sometimes just so he can hear us do this shit on purpose. He's just like sitting at home right now, staring up at the ceiling with his hands pyramided like this. like <laughs> Not not just like pinching the brow of his, of his nose. No, like, no, no, uh, no, 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 no. This is his cocaine. He doesn't like take any. <laughs> he doesn't take any shame into listening what we do when he is gone, and I think that's why he kind of like he kind of like plays um, teacher duty day every once in a while just so he can like this is us watching Watership Down. <laughs> oh God! Whoa! So the the original version too. You need to you need yeah. to let your kids watch that. Yeah, the animated one, the one that looks you know. It's marketable. Well, the second to child, one was animated children's. as well. Was there a non-animated version? Uh, that'd be a hell of a trick to pull off. I don't think there was, but yeah, I, I oh wow, the amount of animal abuse in that. I don't know the, the the balls on the director that thinks that they could probably get away with it. That might be Terry Gilliam. Come to think of it, if it ever yeah, did happen, you know what? Yeah, it's, Terry Gilliam or or Guillermo del Toro. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. He would. Yeah, I guarantee he, would. he, he, he fucking uh, yeah. would. And he had said it in Spain. Yeah, I mean, I mean, full disclosure, I barely remember the first one, which is kind of remarkable, to be honest. Oh, I remember the parts um, that you can't forget. Yeah. I, I think it might have been because, like, at the time, I had seen that, and I saw Secret of Nim in close proximity. God, there's a double feature for you. Yeah, oh my god. People think uh, people think like in uh, more softer terms about Nim, but there's that sequence in the middle of it where like uh, the rat's getting shot, you know, uh, stuck in the stomach with the needle, and it's being like mm-hmm. doing that shit. Which, sorry again if you're just listening to this. Um, <laughs> That's probably the worst part of the movie. The rest of it's kind of tame compared. I don't know. Nicodemus was kind of a fu- was a mind fuck. That was the older owl, right? Oh, that's oh yeah, 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 yeah. He was like wow. he he's introduced and he's covered in cobwebs and his eyes are like shining right at the viewer. Yeah, he's like was, twisting his head. That left a bit of an impression. Yeah, but 
it's not Watership Down. And uh, the latest one is CG with an all-star cast of the BBC's finest. So probably a lot of people, pr- shit, probably a lot of people that are like, you ready for a good segue? Played a lot of Marvel villains. Oh, oh because, I, oh. Hey, that reminds me, I just watched the series Uh huh. on Hulu you probably get a kick out of. It's called Modoc. I, I was interested. I was interested. Um, uh, I, I'm not saying that like I'm no longer interested because the trailer came out, but I just haven't gotten around to seeing it yet because you know I love dragging my heels on shit. And that's how I do things. Yeah, I, I've but, come to expect it. Did you know that uh, Oswald was actually uh, he he wrote a companion uh, comic to the series as well, and that just came out. I uh, I took a trip over to uh, Graham Crackers up the way a little bit. Is that a confectionery? Graham Crackers comics. Oh, okay. I want to show you what I got there really quick. Don't worry. It won't derail too much. Oh, okay. It's gonna... right here. Or is that Marty Python intermission music? Did you know that DC, I'm pretty sure we mentioned this once or twice, but DC did did something pretty interesting with their uh, uh, Hanna-Barbera IP. I didn't know they had Hanna-Barbera IP. Well, now you do. I didn't know I didn't know DC owned it. Well, Warner Brothers owns I, it. Oh, by proxy, DC owns it. Yeah. It'd be up, or it's yep. partnered with it. I think at one time it was just all fell underneath the AOL umbrella because it was Hanna-Barbera was owned by Warner Brothers and DC was also owned by Warner Brothers, and Warner Brothers was owned by AOL, and everybody's just jerking each other off in the boardroom, and you know how, how that goes. Anyway, so... Oh, boy, we're D- not Disney. All right, yes. <laughs> this is the worst stockholders meeting I've ever been in. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are just giving each other hand jobs. You know how we do things up in New York. Reach around. <laughs> Reach around. <laughs> You Midwestern fucks don't know what you're doing at an orgy. <laughs> that's, on, that's only on earnings calls. <laughs> what a fucking mess this show is. Anyway, um... <laughs> <laughs> Almost at 100. <laughs> yeah, I, I just... So I just showed Bob a couple of trade paperbacks for the uh, Flintstones uh, series that DC put out, I think, like last year or the year before. And it was... um. Every, what they wanted to do with uh, the Hanna-Barbera stuff was to like um, was all revisionist stories so like uh, Scooby-Doo for whatever reason takes place in like the apocalyptic wasteland and uh, Snagglepuss Snagglepuss is great that's the next one I'm going to get uh, if they have it there next time. Uh, Snagglepuss was like this uh, kind of a biopic about Snagglepuss where he's like, <laughs> where it's like talking like about his struggles. Like a behind the music kind of thing? Yeah, yeah, except except it's examining his struggles as a gay cartoon character. <laughs> and it's, <laughs> it's, it's, Utter, it's utterly like delicious high concept uh, high concept shit and that's kind of like where they went with Flintstones because you'll notice here that they, they're not drawing them exactly as you know uh, exactly like model sheet correct right it's, yeah 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 it doesn't look like the, the 60s Hanna-Barbera yeah it's Flint, like Fred Flintstone it's like somewhere between a realistic exaggeration it's like a mix between the, the, the animated and John Goodman yeah right right they, they draw them like according to how you would like verbally describe Fred Flintstone or Wilmer or any of those you know any of the characters but they're drawn like you're explaining it to a conceptual artist right except that conceptual artist only does like mostly photoreal stuff so then that's what you get as a result and Steve Pugh is the artist whatever gets on me it. out of jury duty whatever yeah. <laughs> that's a nose <laughs> so the Flintstones is basically this writer's uh, stab at creating social satire 
and it deals with topics like the taboo behind being monogamous instead of polygamous <laughs> and stuff like that. And it's it's as eff- cavemen do. It's effing hilarious. And uh, I fucking forgot how we got onto like comics. Oh right, uh, because you're talking about uh, villains in DC and stuff. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. Well, more more point. I was I was talking about Modok mm-hmm. and how it's it's done. By, it, once you watch the trailer, right. uh-huh. you have a really good understanding of the entire season of ten episodes. Right. It's very robot chicken esque. Uh, it's got some parts where it's really funny and parts that are just freaking hilarious. Mm-hmm. Like, did you know it's okay to beat up babies as long as they're demons? Yeah. Of course. I mean, it doesn't. It's not like demons, but uh, I'm pretty sure it's like parenthetical to that point. There's two. There's at least two zombie movies that I can uh, cite as evidence, and it's all in the name of survival, you know. Or maybe the yeah. zombie demon baby just had it coming. Uh, the, the great thing about this series is the window that it gives to all the minor Marvel villain characters, which for the longest time, mm-hmm. like DC had like a really good grasp. Like we have the best minor villains like there's polka dot man and calendar man dude bruce tim turned the clock king into a legitimate badass on batman the animated series you remember that yeah like there's some elevations with some characters yeah the condiment king he's kind of like okay buddy not not so much you can do there yeah i know not without with like some like a severe image um makeover but uh dc's always been kind of open about its uh, its Mort gallery, you know? Yeah, they've been very proud about their C-list. Yeah. Marvel Marvel is kind of like they kind of like begrudge themselves even their B-listers, it seems like. There's sometimes, like the Civil War the Civil War situation where they just put like, you know, their major cast against their major cast and they kind of, I'm not going to call Daniel Brühl an unknown, but he was not as famous as he was at the time until he, he got uh, Baron Zemo, or who was Zemo oh. in that movie. Right. He didn't become Baron Zemo until this year. <laughs> yeah. But that was like it. It's like anybody who's read Marvel knows a Baron Zemo. So how come you're kind of like telling him to stand in the background for a little bit when I know it's a weird image to try to sell casual audiences, you know, having a purple ski mask over your face and shit, which is something they barely got away with in revealing him recently. Yeah, well, you, you know, that's that's the sign that you're evil when you're wearing spring colors during wintertime. Oh, of course, yeah. Mauve and wool? That's just bad. That's, that's, You're just asking that's, for trouble that's, at that's that point. That's tacky, yeah. I mean, that's deserving at least of a fist, fist of the face, if not like an adamantium shield or <laughs> optic blasts or whew, claws. Wolverine is a uh, fashion nugget, and you do not want to piss him <laughs> off. Anyway. Eh? Eh? <laughs> so, do you have a, a favorite uh, minor Marvel villain? Minor Marvel villain. I have to run down like everybody that Deadpool's ever killed for a laugh. <laughs> <laughs> I always like Purple Man. Uh, so when he was like the feature in Jessica Jones. Yeah. I thought that was a really nice touch. I was like, wow, they're taking this guy and they're making him the baddie. All right. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. They, they did him mostly proper until they like started poking fun at his like last name thinking that it was, or making making it apparent that it was adopted when I actually do know people with Kilgrave as the last name. It's just, you know, the Anglicans have some really fucked up surnames. Yeah. Uh, that was really cool how they made him like a bona fide threat, but there, there are also a couple of instances because it was Jessica Jones where his character was like handled a little bit unevenly. There were, a, there were some episodes where he was like coming off as like, you know, a bit of a bitch. He's a bit of a whiny twat. He's, he's, yeah, he's a bit of a, he's a bit of a big girl's blouse that kill, that Kilgrave. And then, like, in the next episode, he, like, 
causes Carrie Ann Moss's girlfriend to like cut her with a thin razor 1,000 times. And I'm like, is this the guy that's really like pissing his pants over like an ex in the last episode? Huh. Yeah, the, the the writing was was probably the weakest part of that show. The rest of it was it, it was good for the most part. I would I, say I liked I like I liked the bulk of it. It was just that every every once in a yeah. while you're like, well, that writer's room must have been decentralized because no, somebody's not talking to somebody else. <laughs> somebody's getting notes from the network here. Yeah, and if you remember the Purple Man from like the Marvel Encyclopedia or the Marvel um Marvel Universe books, you're just like that guy is the he's purple. He had some pretty yeah. evil powers when uh, when Abnett and Lanning uh, uh, involved him in the uh, Heroes for Hire uh, stories back in like the 2000s. Yeah, he was he was also legit there. He's still purple, <laughs> and everybody yeah. still called him the Purple Man. How you doing, perps? You're gonna get somebody to kill themselves? That's just great. You're purple. I could like um, be cheap and uh, drop a Doctor Bong from Howard the Duck because <laughs> that one book is responsible for, I'm pretty sure, a uh, large quotient of the uh, of the Mort populace in the MC or in the Marvel universe. But how about the Spot? Who the fuck is the Spot? Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> no, that was the guy from in Daredevil. He was in a he was in a recent issue of the Daredevil or. Uh, the way Daredevil. He might have been in Daredevil. Uh, I know he was a New York area, which they all seem to be. Oh. I know he had a lot of things with uh, Spider-Man, but yeah. he was the guy that could create dimensional voids, so you could just reach right through. Or were they portals? What what exactly were they? No, he he was like a living. Uh, he was like a living singularity or something like that. And um, I actually read that uh, that issue, uh, that Daredevil issue, a couple of weeks ago. Um, he caused him to like eat himself somehow. But oh up yeah, that, he like imploded in, in, into yeah. like the blah. Yeah, but up till that point, yeah, he was just like wrecking havoc all over the all, all over the mob, and it was like, ugh, this guy's kind of frightening. Um, it's just that no Marvel villains are coming to me right now, except for like some deeply more horrific stooges. Well, like Blackheart was a piece of crap. Would like uh like. Uh, Super Scroll, would he be considered a minor villain, or is he like more of the like the upper echelon, but not exactly the the main eventers? He was he was big with Fantastic Four, but Fantastic Four has always had a bit of a realism problem, even in comics. So I I, I don't I don't know. He's he's one of those um you know how you can tell that like a certain writer is kind of uh, hitting a wall when they come up with a negative character. Uh, let's just make him scroll, and he's got all the Fantastic Four's powers. He's got all the Fantastic Four's powers. Yeah, that's like that, that's basically um. What Amazo, the amazing android from the Justice League. Same, same modus, different. That I don't know. Theoretical genetics. So it's just whatever. Okay, you're you're duping. You're duping. You're duping your audience and yourself. Aren't we due to see Taskmaster soon in something? Mm. We are. Oh. And uh, apparently okay. the MCU is already cognizant of that. Yeah, I don't know. He's supposed to show up in Black Widow, isn't he? I don't know. Is he? That's the deal. I mean, okay. You know how Lego loves spoiling them some movies, right? Oh, Lego. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I did think of somebody though. I'm gonna I'm gonna mention somebody that up until last year was a bit of a mort, but he was kind of a B-lister. He was also kind of morally ambiguous, but I think he's out of the running now because this is one of the few times that Marvel has done. I don't want to say a villain, but an antagonist, right? For the most part, was U.S. Agent. Oh. Right. And I wasn't course, sure what what side of the spectrum he he's on. Is he, he like is, an anti-hero or is he more villain? What what is he you in know the how, comics? 
you know, you know, Marvel's not really too clear on the um, moral inclinations of uh, Venom once he became oh, a popular, you know, popular character. Yeah. yeah. Then he became like the lethal protector, which is just basically like an excuse to, you know, sell his own comic. U.S. agent. Now, the funny thing is that like our resident U.S. agent expert is not here with us today, so we got speculation. <laughs> yeah. Speculate. All right. Uh, here's me speculating. Um, the back in uh, back in the '80s, he was a little bit nastier than he was on the show. Oh, really? Cap uh, Cap was pulling him a Shawn Michaels and went off to go find himself. And uh, oh. U.S. U.S. agent at the time was known as Super Patriot with him and you know Battlestar, who the show did do character correct. Um, now the thing was is that like at the time, Super Patriot was trying to put stink all over Cap so that he would be grandfathered into actual Captain America. Right. When Cap came back... <laughs> when the Cap, when Cap came, came back, back the very next day. Give <laughs> <laughs> me that kind of night, guys. <laughs> you knew he was a goner. <laughs> we thought he was a nomad, but the Cap came back. The shield couldn't stay away. Um... So yeah, uh, Cap returns, and uh, he went like uh, full on uh, homicidal with him, and you know tried to get rid of him. But people love them some uh, U.S. agent, as it turned out, and therefore turned him into an antihero, or at least somebody who, who like reformed or became a little less evil. They they like Jack flagged him, which is another one. Oh okay. <laughs> what was yeah. uh, Captain America when he gave up the mantle of Captain, the title of Captain America? What he went by something else, didn't he, for a little while? Yeah. Now somebody's gonna probably correct me on this, but well, you know, fuck it, we can look it up. Um, I believe that was his nomad years, where he just basically rode oh, around oh. the country on a motorcycle. It's funny how like all these other countries have their own Captain America. Like there's. Um, uh, I'm thinking of the uh, Captain Britain, which Captain boy, Britain, that's a goofy ass story. Captain Britain's kind of his own thing, though, isn't he? He's a, he's like a, well, yeah, he's he's like a, a resurrection or at least a reembodiment of King Arthur or some silly shit. Merlin mm-hmm. brought him back to life or something like that, something along those lines. With with superpowers and in a leotard, because you know that's what gets the eyeballs. <laughs> Not not just not just hey this is King Arthur remember him why is he in spandex uh, I don't know I need a, I need a little bit more yeah <laughs> it's just it's not coming to me <laughs> the face the name I don't know you might as well just rebrand the shit out of him seriously put him on a box of Wheaties on, or something it's all about branding these days exactly. come on exactly and you know what the leotard does we need to see the package and all that stuff the hard sell <laughs> the hard sell is what the company wants if cod pieces. We need cod pieces. Exactly. We need to sell them mm. at Walmart every day. Yeah, exactly. All right, now bring Megan in because if that doesn't do it, then this like <laughs> and Megan. this like emerald green jolt of cheesecake ought to send the deal straight <laughs> down for a line drive. That was a very weird series. I mean, <laughs> it was a, it was an Alan Moore thing originally, wasn't it? No, 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 oh, no, no. It? it was. Um, it was that no, would make was, sense if it was. I think no, it was Warren Ellis. I'm pretty sure, but oh, okay. even then, um, and Ellis... then there was like a, a Canadian version as well. And it's like almost, it's like, it's like I wouldn't be surprised if there was a Mexican version of Captain mm-hmm. America. I'm not super savvy on uh, other um, not subcultural versions of Cap. I'm sure there's a what culture video on it somewhere. <laughs> I'll have to watch it at well, some good. point. Drive the drive them to that channel uh, so that people can find out. Um, I do know that like they. <laughs> They've recently announced uh, that there was going to be uh, 
a native a Native American version of Captain America. And I thought that was a pretty interesting take on it. Really? Yeah. Uh, okay. The costume's a bit the costume's a bit rich, but then again, so is most traditional um, NA iconography. So you can't really hold that against the character it, designer. It, as long as it's not insulting, I guess is the what they should go for. Ah, uh, see, that's what people fighting about. Ah. <laughs> uh. But I thought it was a pretty cool okay. idea because uh, if if there's anything that um, that Captain America has been kind of uh, shifty about avoiding, it's uh, acknowledging the roots of the country of whose <laughs> name he has adopted as yeah natural as domain and all that right. nonsense. Yeah, I mean they can they can like delve into um, World War Two um, <clears throat> black pilots. I'm, Oh, the Tuskegee Airmen? The Tuskegee Airmen, yeah. They, they, they dove into uh, similar origins for the Captain America project, and that was a pretty cool story. So, why wouldn't they do the same thing for what came before actual America? I don't know. Somebody did. Captain Pilgrim. I have... <laughs> no. uh, see, that would be his equivalent of U.S. agent, because he's trying to yeah. take over. Get it? Yeah, okay. Um, funny. <laughs> Uh, no, I don't think it's kicked off in the comics uh, proper yet, so I don't really know how it's going for Marvel. But I, I thought it was a pretty cool, a pretty cool concept, and I, I, I hope okay. it's actually handled uh, well because comic writers kind of touch and go when it comes to heavy hitting topics. Yeah, it's uh, a little bit, you know. They they pretty much stay on the job till they get fired, right? Or they embarrass themselves off the chair. Yeah, yeah, last time you had mentioned that you wanted to talk a little about, about Falcon and Winter Soldier. Uh, what what Was there like anything in particular you wanted to point out? Uh, what, I, what I wanted to mention it for, I'll leave the bulk of the Disney Plus chat to when Jay comes back, because there's just been a okay. lot of there's been a lot of content to go over. Some of it I'm really looking for. I cannot wait for Loki and What If. Those look like they're going to be incredible to me. I haven't heard that much about What If. Give me the skinny. Uh, the only thing I can really tell you is it's all going to be animated, and it's going to be a whole bunch of, I think, six to eight or maybe even ten episodes of what-if stories. Like, what if Peggy Carter got the super soldier serum and not Steve Rogers? That kind of scenario. I, I, I'm sure there's other stories, but they're all going to be standalone episodes, I believe. Okay. Uh, was there going to be any sort of a narrative framing uh, or some sort of a common element between all of them? Or is it going to be kind of like a strictly anthology-driven show? I think it's going to be kind of like if you've ever seen on Netflix uh, Love, Death, and Robots, which season two just started. Um, it's kind of like that, where every episode is like a standalone thing. Where mm -hmm. What if Wolverine was from Peru? I don't know, that kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> what Actually, I kind of want to see that. The alpaca's not going fast enough, Bubba. What? What if Iron Man was slightly more alcoholic? <laughs> he'd be That's dead. That's one thing I'm always disappointed they never went. Well, I guess bought. the comics did it well enough, but the movies never. They they never delve into the whole demon in a bottle thing to to any sort yeah. of like length, and that's that's a little cheap to me. N not to the limit that we were expecting, I think. Oh, yeah. Well, what we were expecting was, like, Tony, like, half in the bag, wearing the armor and staring into a mirror with a five o'clock shadow. <laughs> That's a pretty big part of his legacy, you know? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it's um, literally a mirror to his own life and, like, mm -hmm. what he has gone through himself. Exactly. I hope it's very, like, Outer Limits-ish. Now, that'd be the shit. 
But something tells me they aren't going to push too many envelopes with it, unfortunately. It is corporate icons. Not so much that where it's like Twilight Zone, ooh, the the, 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 the storyline gets spun around like yeah. this. I think mm-hmm. it, it's... I really hope it, it's more of like an interesting spin. Like, say, Black Widow learns archery and becomes better than Hawkeye. And, I don't know, stuff like that. Nonsense like that. You know, I think the comics actually did go did gloss over that. Oh, hold on a second. They probably the, did. The drinks are stopping by for a visit. Hang on. Uh, ah, there perfect. we go. All right. There it is. Sorry. All right, you can go now. Bye. Um, yeah. But the other one uh, was uh, Modok. Um, oh, uh, Loki. Right. Um, Loki. So this is going to be the next one to drop. Owen fucking Wilson's in it. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like Loki meets Time Cops kind of go back in time and fix mistakes kind of situation. I don't I've seen a couple of trailers and it's, I still have no idea what's going on. It's kind of like Doctor Who almost. I think <laughs> Wow, somebody's living out of fantasy. Um probably a lot of <laughs> A lot of Tumblr blogs once they heard about that too. Um, I, what I believe, what I believe that they're doing is basing it off of uh, Al Ewing's uh, Loki series from like 2013, 2014, where he is basically doing just that. Um, there's two Lokis in existence. There's like the old cranky bad guy Loki, uh, and they uh-huh. actually made this clear in the comics. And then there's like the, well, the Loki that they were Reformed. trying to market as Tom Hiddleston in the comics. This is your. Younger, more handsome, and more correct, charismatic Loki. Probably doesn't leer too long at the school bus. <laughs> In his idea, or his thing, was that he was uh, conscripted by some gods, whatever, I don't forget what their names were, uh, to go and uh, participate in these missions where he has to go and, like, steal Mercury's shoes or some, you know, things like that. Um <laughs> I, like even for the MCU, I kind of thought that was like a bit of a tall order, but apparently they're just going on with it. And in order to like punctuate that uh, mindset, here's own here's own Wilson. <laughs> <laughs> and I knew I didn't even I haven't even seen the trailer. I knew who it was by looking at the poster and recognizing that one of the actors has a jacked up nose. <laughs> Through the picture, you can hear the wow. Yeah, you know, wow, gosh. <laughs> These guns are really <laughs> weird. Anyway, that's we don't need to be yeah, doing that. <laughs> it looks like it could be really good. Um, uh-huh. It it could be goofy as hell. We don't know. I, odds are, given the last two series, it's probably going to be really good. One division was watchable up to a point, and then after that point, it became oh. Oh really? What what was the breaking point for you? I am curious about this. The breaking point for me was when they had uh, Evan Peters show up, because I was like. Really? That's not Quicksilver. That is not Quicksilver. And they're going to try to get away with it. And then they got away with it. And I'm like... What do you mean, get away with it? Trying to sell people on the fact that Wanda was going to accept this complete stranger who just happens to have her dead brother's set of hyperspeed abilities. Doesn't look like anyone Mm. she's ever met. At that point, because of all the other weird shit going on around her that she doesn't even know that she's the cause of, by the way, this is her fucking dead brother. (laughs) They didn't really go into detail about it, but my takeaway was it was a character who was made by Agatha uh, to best resemble both in appearance and ability of her brother Pietro, but... 
I thought that the you're you're gritting your teeth. I can see it. Then why is the fucking vision there? He was literally spun out of thin fucking oxygen. What the? F- The the, the, the the most interesting thing about when she opens up that door and she sees Quicksilver mm-hmm. standing there. The uh, if you turn on the um, the audio assist mm-hmm. program for close ca- that's not close captioning, but like it gives out verbal commands. Yeah, for people who are who are blind, mm-hmm. uh, it's you can hear the the narrator say. Uh, and there is standing Quicksilver from the, I think the the the, the X Men universe. Yeah, yeah. Because so they that, actually pointed out this was not the same continuity. At that point, they were at the at that point they were banking on the fans being like, "Oh, they're doing it," and I was sitting there like, "They're not fucking doing it. They can't because she cannot accept." This this person who who is utterly unrecognizable except for the fact that somebody else and I mean somebody behind the camera wants us to believe that she is accepting it and that's when you break this belief. Now I recognize that this well, is fucking comic books we're talking about here. Yeah, and at the same time, at some point she pointed out this is uh, like why don't you have your accent? And then she starts questioning who he is, and then it gets to the yeah. point where she flat out denies who he is. Yeah, and then then he's like, "Well, why don't you have yours?" And I'm like, "Oh God, you think we're idiots, don't you?" Oh fuck, <laughs> this hurts. And then like the big reveal at the end was that it's just some dude, and I'm sitting my and sitting there in my chair like, I just spent the last four episodes letting these dudes pee in my mouth and tell me that it's mellow yellow. <laughs> <laughs> I I was disappointed in in that reveal. It's like, oh, you couldn't like. Like spin it like some kind of dimensional like like typhoon or maybe they'll do that with the next Doctor Strange movie. Maybe I, that's probably the, the what they'll end up doing it was, there. No, it was it was, it was somebody, the producer, one of the writers, whoever was like, dude, we got to do this. You know, we got to do this. And mm-hmm. I just don't. I, I think they way underestimated a lot of their audience because as soon as I mentioned it to somebody, and I was like talking to somebody at the at the comic store about this too. They're like. Ah, don't tell me that again. <laughs> I just, I, I know, I know, I know. It's comic books. People are flying. There's the hex. She's hypnotized an entire town. But the thing is, is that like it doesn't puncture the meta as like, as like aggressively as that does. You know. Thank God, uh, Captain uh, or Captain America and the Winter Soldier was not the same creative team. <laughs> Because they could have bollocks that up pretty easily, and that's in a roundabout way. I think back. that was originally planned to air first. That one, was, oh, probably. Um, wasn't there some sort of? Um, did that fall victim to the uh, whole COVID uh, production fiasco, or was I, something else behind it? No, I think it was. It was planned to air first, and then uh, they, I think, there had something to do with reshoots that they just they couldn't finish in time, so they decided, okay, we have WandaVision ready to go, let's just mm-hmm. push that out. And, then, yeah. and since the two have nothing to do with each other, they're not really going to uh, fight with each other continuity-wise. Yeah, it's not like they're going to like cannibalize each other's audiences. Same people watch, I'll tell you that much. Uh, well, better uh, it was a better watch for me, obviously. Um, but I was wondering, because there was the one episode where they had the disclaimer up at the uh, front of it. Um, I think it was the episode with the cop stop that was in the middle of it. It said, due to real-world events, uh, we don't want people to... I forget how they worded it, <laughs> basically. Um, 
but it was a disclaimer about that particular scene in that particular episode. So I thought it might have been because of. Oh, oh, that. Okay, right. now I know. Yeah, because the, the original premise behind behind uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier was there was uh, like a disease going around, and they didn't want it to. Uh, coalesce so much with reality. So like, okay, let's change. And you could tell if you rewatch that. Yeah, they 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 post edited a lot of stuff and took that out and said, okay, it's going to be more about like this rogue group of people who want the world to go back to what it was before the blip. So the storyline that they eventually went with was uh, the flag smasher bit, which was which was by the way fucking brilliant because that's. One of few shows, I think it's like one of few Marvel properties that have actually done anything halfway intelligent with the whole blip uh, plot point. Um, that was a, that was a backup plan. I yeah, I believe so because they they were gonna go one way and it's like the, the and then COVID happened. It's like okay, let's change some stuff around. Oh, we've got to rework a lot of this. Oh, let's just put out WandaVision. That that's that's safe. Let's let's go ahead and do that and just fix this wow. while we can. Wow, those people are good. <laughs> because I, it was it was it was cohesive. Like I didn't have uh, like as far as plot lines went. I mean, I kind of saw that Sharon Carter was a power broker. It's like, duh, she's dealing like stolen artwork to people in the second episode. How are we supposed to not assume that somebody is more powerful than her within this underground uh, criminal scene? Um, yeah. But well, that was one of the other things too. They finally fucking did something with her. She's just been like, yeah. Since Winter Soldier, she was She's just been like, eye candy the whole time. She was just there. I know. And I thought that she was like so woefully miscast as that character. I was like, what are you going to be doing with this person? Like, if you've ever read, if you've ever read Captain America comics, she's, she's kind of, she's actually more a part of uh, the comics, uh, uh, the comics mythology than uh, uh, Peggy was. I guess Peggy was like, uh, I, I don't know, uh, Haley Atwell was more hireable or whatever, or uh, was more recognizable by the time Sharon eventually rolled around. And, and the way they yeah. introduced her was like really whack too. It was kind of nuts, but because they're at her funeral, and then they meet, and then the next movie they're making out on the sly. It's like, Ugh. <laughs> yeah, is That's this weird? Gross. I don't know. Is this? I mean, what do you think? Is this weird? <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of weird. <laughs> like, can you imagine Steve Rogers? Like, what if Peggy was still like uh, concurrent with his age at the point that he met Sharon? She's still alive. Peggy says, "Well, here's my granddaughter." Uh, Sharon, and then Steve <laughs> just looks at her and is like, "Yeah, all right, we can work." Oh, okay, okay. Twenty first century is looking pretty good. That had been an awkward conversation when he went back in time and no. decided to stay with her full time. It's like, you know, I made out with your granddaughter. <laughs> <laughs> just kind of happened. We, we we didn't plan on it, darling Steve. I don't recall asking you. You know, we we buried you. We. We put you in the ground. She was there. She was looking pretty nice. I'll say that much. And next thing I know, it's like we're, I was taking her temperature with my tongue. I don't know. Wow. Just... <laughs> oh, my God. So watch out for that when you get, oh, wait a minute. So if we're going to hook together, then wait a minute. Did I just make out with my own granddaughter, possibly? I don't Oh. Oh, God, there's a cliff I just jumped off of mentally. <laughs> yep. Thankfully, it was a cliff that has been well explored by Robert Zemeckis, so we don't have to think about it too much. <laughs> Peggy, I'd like to... I, gotta, I never thought about that until I now. gotta tell you something about our granddaughter, Peg. Um, 
<laughs> She's a hell of a kisser. Yeah. <laughs> Smells great. Soft skin. Well, they really didn't think that through. She's got... Ch- <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. Uh. <laughs> wow. We just uh, we okay. just discovered who the Marvel Universe is. Maybe not biggest villain, but biggest douchebag is. <laughs> <laughs> and it's Steve. Oh my God! Scumbag Steve. It's, uh, there's a there's a writers' room at Disney. It's gonna have a steep fucking come to Jesus moment. And uh, <laughs> they're very. Kevin Feige, he's like, no, 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 stop it, no, stop it, yeah. no. Kevin, what about all those commercials from WandaVision? Yes, yes, I'll address those head on. Just keep, just keep sharing away from me. <laughs> that was the other thing about WandaVision that bugged me was like they never explained those commercials in full. There was a rumor that it involved Doctor Strange, but they kind of one of them dismissed that. Did they? I thought they Did were. Did they dismiss they, it? They all had like I'm not sure. Yeah, it, they were like ambiguous, and but at the same time they were like hinting at other things in the in the backgrounds, like, hey, this is from Stark Industries or whatever else they they would refer to in the ad. They kept name checking Hydra and such. That was supposed to be. Yeah. It, it was rumored that that was supposed to be uh, Stephen Strange trying to reach Wanda through the boundaries of the hex in his own oh mysticism based sorcerer supreme sort of way um and then okay. uh, they explained it away in one of the most clumsy unsatisfying uh rationales in that they didn't want wanda to be under the tutelage of another marvel character specifically one that was like white and a guy and i was like that's a fucking <laughs> limp dick move if that's true but as it was uh, they that, didn't that completely went over my head yeah, it's it's a it's a Kevin Feige quote, so I don't really know if he was just trying to like save face or something about it, but that still leaves mm. that minor plot thread un, un uh, unacknowledged. And it's just it was just another thing. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, a lot about Wandavision seems just so unfinished to me. It was a hell of an idea though, and of course they had the cast. Yeah, the, I mean the casts in these oh, things God, always yeah. fucking kill. Which brings us full circle back to what we were going to talk about. <laughs> um, <laughs> Which was John Walker. They got uh, one of my more favorite recent actors to uh, take up the mantle. And as it is with any, like, really talented actor that the MCU conscripts into their, you know, overarching corporate entropy that is their, uh, there is their brightly colored cartoon tights man battle royale. Um <laughs> Uh, they made him U.S. agent. So I was like, okay, well, I'm getting ready for them to fuck this up, too. Because anytime they get, like, a really talented actor and put him in one of their movies, it ends up being, like, Lee Pace's shining moment in Guardians being like, what are you doing? And I was like, okay, that's pretty <laughs> funny because it's Lee Pace, and the guy does know how to work with what he's got, but he should have been in at least 20 more minutes of that movie because it's Lee fucking Pace. <laughs> Now, to their credit, I think they knew that when they got Kurt Russell to be a heavy in one of the movies, they better squeeze as much Kurt Russell out of him as they can. And I it's think, dry. yeah, because it's because that's Kurt fucking Russell. <laughs> but, <laughs> but whoever was in charge of casting for uh, for Captain America and the Winter Soldier, I was like, what? T- okay, here's one thing. What? Which title do we go with? It's not. It's no longer Falcon Cap or Falcon Winter Soldiers. Do we go with the evolved title or like the? Uh, oh, is the character? Yeah, 
Because the next one's um, obviously going to have to be Captain America Winter Soldier. But if we refer well, to this season of it, is it just like season one? If there is a season two, you just call it... Yeah, you have to call it Captain America and the Winter Soldier. Okay, good. Because well, he's... No, he, or, I, I don't know, Captain Falcon? That, wait a minute, <laughs> no, I don't think they have the rights to that one. <laughs> no. And you can't call it Black Falcon, because he doesn't want it to be called yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they got Wyatt Russell to be U.S. agent. And I was like, oh, shit. They could run a country fucking mile with this if they play their cards right. And they played their fucking cards right. Um, yeah. I'm trying to remember... I'm trying to remember if there are any spots. He kind of, they kind of give him a hammy line at one point in the third episode where he's like, they weren't even super soldiers. And I was like, okay, all right. They're trying to make him too sympathetic here, which means that he's going to do something really fucking stupid at the end of the episode. And that was the one where he, you know, sticks himself. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I think up to that point, he was kind of, the, the character was trying too hard. He was like, trying to be like this all-American Boy Scout character, but at the same time I need to get the job done but these guys are in my way kind of thing mm-hmm. and he came off more as, uh, as not exactly bureaucratic as a but company it, man, he was he was yeah, yeah, he was, he was well, not to be too on the nose about it, but he was the United States Tin Soldier for about two episodes and then at the end of uh, the second episode, he says that uh, stay out of my way bit, and I think you were you brought that up to my attention when we were talking about it at one point, and I was like, oh, oh. <laughs> Yeah, it just goes to show, don't ever replace a legend. If there's a, if there's a guy and you have a chance to replace it when he steps down, don't be that guy, because that guy is never going to live up to that standard, mm-hmm. and he's just going to get criticized and ridiculed and everything. Mm-hmm. You want to be the one to replace that guy. Right, That's right. That's who you want to replace. Yeah. But now with um, with the introduction of I keep wanting to call her Elaine Bennis, um, Julia <laughs> Julia Louis Dreyfus <laughs> is basically like <laughs> no call her Elaine. Dude, she, every character call her Elaine. every character she plays, except for maybe the exception of Veep. No, she was she was sarcastic as hell in that she too. Was, She's just it's yeah, just, she was still Elaine to it, like a little bit. It's 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 Elaine with varying degrees of aggressiveness, and in this one she's like Elaine. Up to it's eleven. It's just Elaine without the thumbs, man. Yeah, she's 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 Elaine. She's Elaine without the without the embarrassing stories. Because if you found any embarrassing stories about her, she'd kill you. That's <laughs> that's basically what her Contessa is in this, right? Am I wrong? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's it. So she like oozes into the scene where she's introduced, and I'm like, okay, they're gonna start some Dark Avengers shit. That's pretty much obvious. But with this guy as U.S. agent, they picked the right motherfucker because well, you remember seeing him in Overlord. The guy was like the one standout in the entire movie. Not, oh, yeah. to, not to take anything else away from the rest of the cast, which was fantastic in that movie. I don't remember their names. And that was the one guy <laughs> that was like, shit. Fuck. <laughs> Who is this? And then you see the last name Russell, and you're like, oh, that's why he's playing John McCready. <laughs> he's basically playing his own dad. But that kind of trick is really hard to pull off if you don't have the charisma for it. And mm-hmm. in my opinion, the dude, does, that apple does not fall far from that tree whatsoever. And I'm totally looking forward to that guy heading up his own projects. Now, being that as it may, uh, we've been introduced to, uh, well, uh, we've been led to believe that uh, Wanda's going to be part of this thing, right? Scarlet Witch, or as Scarlet Witch, yeah. which is pretty cool. Now that they own the name of to it. Yeah, right. Oh, did they not before? Is that why they, she was just Wanda up until that point? Yep, Fox owned the name uh, Scarlet Witch. That's why they couldn't use it. Yeah, I never thought about that because she's technically a mutant. Or 
Yeah. At least in the Fox universe, she was. No, in the Fox universe, she was a mutant. Uh-huh. And she was a Scarlet Witch. Mm-hmm. And Fox owned that naming rights. Mm-hmm. And then Marvel just had the naming rights to the Avengers version mm-hmm. of uh, Wanda Maximoff. Yeah, hence they're, uh, they're given. That's why they couldn't mention, like, her dad is Magneto. Mm-hmm. I can't wait for that to come up at some point. Oh, they, they pretty much scrubbed that clean in WandaVision, though, right? Yeah, they did, they showed her fa- her family. Yeah, and I'm not sure if they're gonna retcon that at some point. It'd be they pretty might, funny if they, they may did. Not. The mom didn't. Yeah, know. that would be funny. The mom didn't know he was like one of the most wanted global terrorists of all time because they're too busy watching one of the most powerful mutants of all time. Too busy stuffing them stuffing their brains with Brady Bunch and Chico and the Man and shit. <laughs> Dick Van Dyke. Yeah. yeah, that's yeah, that's how Magneto goes like, into hiding. Dick Van Dyke. Russia gets plenty of sitcoms, but as far as news goes. Tap, uh, t- tap dry. None of it. <laughs> you know, if any. I went into hiding, I, w- I would use uh, the TV series Coach and Night Court. <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe Alf. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Alf might be a bit of a tip-off. Cause, yeah, that's Because he's true. an exiled alien, isn't he? Uh, okay, so uh, so Scarlet Witch, we got U.S. Agent. Who's being teased? I'm curious to see who's gonna who we're gonna see mm-hmm. during this Loki series. It's like, they, there's got to be, they've got to introduce like somebody new that we haven't seen before, or someone we have seen before a few times. <laughs> Why are you laughing? I don't know. <laughs> I'm not laughing at anything. Okay. <laughs> Gosh, well, I'm I I'm the new Red Skull, you know. I'm just <laughs> <laughs> Okay, all right. Why is it that the Red Skull was hunting down the Tesseract, which was the Mind Stone, or the, the, the Space Stone? Mm-hmm. Space, yeah, the Space... Space no, is blue, confused. right? No, you're, no, you're it the... was the Space Stone. You're the yes. Gauntlet Scholar. He was hunting down the Space Stone, which Dude, was the... Shh, just look, look yeah, behind you. With the... Te- because, well, I'm, I'm a... I'm a yeah, yeah, well, that's the comic book, <laughs> which is a little bit different from the MCU. All right, so Red Skull... Okay. All right, all right. ...was hunting down... The Tesseract, which was the Space Stone. He finally mm-hmm. picks it up with his bare hands. The Space Stone said, fuck you, mm-hmm. and it sent him off, mm-hmm. and he went to become the guardian of the Soul Stone. How? What? Huh? Be- because what? Be- because How the does Soul-, Soul Stone come into the, fa- into the picture? The Space Stone didn't have any openings, but the Soul Stone did. I mean, it's just basic human resources, you know? <laughs> I got Whoever, I don't know. Is, is there any sort of like a the governing... Cosmos HR department. Yeah, well, uh, was that the... Uh, that was the tribunal, right? Or was it... Uh, Eternity is well, the guy... Well, let's see. It's come down to uh, the Red Skull, which is mm-hmm. a Nazi, Earth-bound supervillain. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. We have the High Evolutionary, who turns uh, animals into humans. Uh, uh, no. no, he's out, because that genetic manipulation, we don't want that. Yeah, he's just Dr. Moreau... <laughs> And he's purple. We've already Let's got purple. Let's go with dudes. the Nazi. Yeah. <laughs> well, somebody that was in charge of it, yeah, it always comes back to the fucking Nazis, doesn't it? <laughs> what, what, what is it that the Nazi is the best option? <laughs> who? Okay, who was dead at that point? Uh, you had... Um, you had... All right, this was Endgame, right? So we're following a linear timeline. We... Uh, sure. Uh, everybody, everybody on Asgard wiped clean the fuck out. That includes Thor's mom and uh, Odin, I well, think. No, not, they weren't all wiped out. They all like the, they all 
flew off. Uh, Heimdall is dead. Heimdall's uh, dead. Thor's mom's dead, yeah. Uh, okay, so they're dead. Right. Now, yeah. a whole bunch of people died. You know what's really fucked up is that whoever did hire the Red Skull to watch the Soul Stone had like a <laughs> hell of a talent pool by the end of Infinity War to pick from. <laughs> what if Spider-Man was like, you know what, maybe I could, uh, you know, and then whoever was in charge is like, do you even pay taxes, you little shit? Get out of here. <laughs> why, why didn't they take the, the Peter Parker from Spider-Gwen's universe that turned into the, the, the lizard and, they, and then he ended up dying? So why did they just take that Peter Parker and make him the guardian of the Soul Stone? That would have been pretty cool. Yeah, since we're dealing with like, since we're dealing with like a cluster of entities that what hypothetically exists on a multi-dimensional nexus, right? Ben Parker would have been a good pick. I don't know. That could have been like two micro universe though, because oh, of course, here's this I don't random know. I old came dude. Here with the Soul Stone. The guy just kept quoting like great power in some shit. I don't know. Oh, it's <laughs> such a good line. I had to give him the job. Fuck. I mean, hey, hey, old guy. He's got a sweet Oldsmobile. Have you seen that yellow <laughs> thing over there? Old guy, come over here. Yeah, you in the hood. Walk, walk this way. All right, all right. Tell him what you told me. <sighs> it's great power. Comes great, dude. Isn't this the tits? Now it's you know. Say the thing. <laughs> Go ahead, say the thing, man. Say it. Say it again. Point is, is that like Thanos killed half the universe? All right. Well, here's here's a bigger sample selection from oh, which yeah. to from which to uh, pull for somebody to guard the soul stone. Unless, like, the Red Skull was just there, and he's like, no, uh-uh, unless you promote me, I'm not leaving this chair. Fuck it. Because, <laughs> yeah, because after, after after the snap, because that's what I refer to it, because fuck the mm-hmm. blip, that's such a stupid name. Yeah! Call it the snap. It, it's, it's like... I, that, that was, like, a big thing with me. It's like, call it the fucking snap, man! Uh, well, the, the reason Even they call it... Nobody knows it's the snap. The reason they called it that is because nobody else was there to see the snap. So they couldn't... They couldn't have, right. like, some well, dude... Well, the blip doesn't make any sense because people didn't blip out. They turned into fucking ash and just crumbled. The blip was very try-hard to me because they were trying to turn it into something like how we refer to the pandemic as, you know? Something something yeah. easily snatchable out of thin air. Oh, some asshole at Fox News probably came up with this. I mean, believable story. <laughs> we... Yeah, it was. it probably came up... Somebody from the press agency probably came up yeah, with Yeah, I mean, this. we've worked with producers that have tried to get away with that shit before, but we don't let them get away with it. That's the thing. <laughs> we're going to call it the blip, and we're going to push it. We're going to push it around the clock. Yeah. We're going to put it on the crawl. We're going to put it on the super. We're going to say the blipping. Yeah. The blip. The blip has happened. The yeah. people have blipped. And then and then the first the first minute, like, Coda has an interview with somebody. So they're like, yeah, that moment where everybody kind of just disappeared, we just call it the vanishing. And she goes, no, it's the blip, goddammit. <laughs> you mean the blip? We're calling it the blip. It's the blip. You think that, I think you're referring to the blip. It's the it's, blip. It's the blip, yeah. So, what, Reaper, it's the blip, That's what right? everyone yes. else is calling it's it. Who's everyone else? That's what everyone's calling it. It's the blip. Right. All right. Ryan, Ryan Seacrest is getting uncomfortable. We're not referring to it as the blip. It's got to be the blip, okay? See, look, you made him cry. See, look, you look made here, him cry. It's trending on, on Twitter. It's trending as the blip. It's the blip. And then now there's a counter hashtag. It's not the fucking blip. Stop it. I'm sorry, hashtag. It's not the fucking blip. Stop it. <laughs> Stop trying to make the blip happen. <laughs> no, oh. look, people didn't blip. It was a vanish. They turned into like, they turned into that, Nobody blipped. that shit that flakes off of a, of a starter log. It's what they all turned into. It's not quite ash. It kind of clings to the sides of the fireplace. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> fucking whatever. They all turned into charcoal and just flaked away like mm-hmm. they're dandruff. <laughs> Where the fuck were we? Uh- 
Yeah, well, uh, we were going to talk about the villains and uh, the MCU's... We have been. ...odd habit of casting the shit out of villain roles only to, like, tank them by the end. Well, yeah, that, that was a problem with, with Marvel villains before Thanos. It's like, you, you're one movie and you're out. One movie, go on. Okay, oh, uh, thanks for coming by. Here's your gift bag. Go away. I'm, I'm still kind of bitter about this, even though I like, like most of the movie. Well, I like most of the movies, but uh, this is one of the ones that I put up in the top five consistently, Doctor Strange. One dude okay. didn't even get to become a villain. How do you put Michael Stolbarg as Nicodemus West? Oh, that's kind of funny. <laughs> He's coming back to Nicodemus after all this time. Um, anyway, so how do you how do you cast Michael Stolbarg in a hideous fucking wig that he had to fucking wear in that thing? <laughs> and, like, not do anything with him except to be kind of chagrined at the main character's antics for about five minutes at the beginning of the movie. That dude's, that dude's like a centrifugal acting powerhouse, and if you've ever seen him in anything, like, he even stole the show in Men in Black 3, for Christ's sakes. But if you've ever seen him in A Serious Man or any of the other stuff where he's, like, allowed to actually hold center stage, it's like, holy fucking shit. This guy's like classic Hollywood given new flesh. I can't wait to see what, like, a major, uh, major entertainment property could do with him. Well, they did Nicodemus fucking West with him. Is what happens. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know. It sounds like it sounds like uh, Sam Raimi's trying to do a whole lot with the second movie. What if Sam Raimi gets a weird one and is like, no, no, we're bringing back Banna, dude. Banna's gonna happen. <laughs> <laughs> Sam Raimi gets a weird one, like yeah. it's a weird morning wood situation. Oh, look, he looks down. He's like, oh, look at that. I have a script in my lap. <laughs> it's it's Sam Raimi. This is the guy that cast yeah. Alfred frigging Molina as Dr. Octopus and made it work. It made it, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So I, like, okay, you give him full reign. Do not inter- interfere with what he's doing. Let's see what kind of madness we can give uh-huh. us. Sure, uh-huh. I'm all on board. Uh-huh. I will sit for, front row for that. Yeah, you remember the first casting rumors for the Green Goblin way back when? No, I don't. Most people were like, sorry, run that by me again? Willem, not William, Willem. Oh, David Lynch's Willem Dafoe? <laughs> okay, <laughs> you're smoking something. Jesus Christ, superstar guy? What the- Yeah, bring it over here. <laughs> and he made that work too. He's a magician. Yeah, he did. So yeah. who the fuck knows? Who the fuck even knows? Sam Raimi's character, no, Sam Raimi's product is nothing but a successful string of weird ones. We're good. All right, that's <laughs> that's probably a good jumping off point. So that was that was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Corey, thank you so much for joining me tonight. That that was a lot of fun. I'm glad we were able to keep this pacing. Uh, I'm hoping we get to 100 episodes before the end of the year. Yeah, <laughs> that's my goal. Like- get to 100 before. Thanksgiving. How about that? No. Does that sound more realistic? Was it really an issue? You were like, hey, can you talk to me about like some really insignificant, stupid shit while getting drunk? And I'm like, uh, let me check my schedule. Oh, I don't even have a watch to set a schedule with. I guess I'm there. Well, we all have Google Calendar, but that doesn't mean we look at it. Uh, yeah, so yeah, that that's that's going to do it for tonight. Yeah. Wow, that's going to do it tonight for us, guys. Are, Thank you so much for tuning are in. Are you at Slur O'Clock? I'm at, I'm, uh, I'm, uh, yeah. yeah I'm, Fantastic. I'm, I'm afraid to stand another, up, actually. Another 10 minutes, you'll be like oozing out of the chair, and then I'll have to lead us out, and you don't fucking want that. No, I'm going to do my best, even though the room is moving on me. Thanks for listening to the Cretans Guild. 
brought Come to on, you actually try. by Fix try. Po- Pod Fix. Try. You're, Pod you're fix. not even trying. No, well, I don't have try. the I don't have the rundown open. Hang on a second. Okay, then I'll I'll go ahead and I'll say you go here, ahead and I get it right it. here. Yeah, all right, uh, we do have a link tree to all of our socials and other media can be found in the description, or you know, just do a search <laughs> on Creedence Guild because we're the only ones. Thank God. Can, can, it, can, it, can I read the next one? Yeah. If you think we've given you a dollar's worth of content, then why not join our Patreon page where supporters are sent stickers and now coasters, among other swag. Also able to have access to early uploads and some extra stuff we drop in from time to time. Nice. Okay. That's you good. can do this. When you when you concentrate, you can do this. Or when you're not acting like a fucking doofus like normal. Yeah. Do, do what? What are we doing? I- I don't know. What's I don't know. Right hey, if you want more of the stuff, the kind of stuff that we produce, uh, you have Square Pegs on YouTube. That is Jay's channel. More of my nonsense on Skipper Bob's Breakdown on my YouTube channel. Again, the links will be in the description of this vid, of this, well, both this video and of the audio podcast. Uh, we have merch on tpublic.com that features the art of Tom Solo. It is our lead, oh, okay, God. Tell you what, Bob. Our, our lawyers. Tell yeah. you what. How about you let uh-huh. the professionals handle the rest of this? Oh, please, yes. Okay, go, right. go right ahead, Mr. Art Guy. We have merch on tpublic.com that features the art of Tom Solo, the esteemed Tom Solo. Our lawyers assure us that, uh, lawyers assure us they, that all, whoa. whoa that was okay. a challenging line. Road bump. Road bump. Yeah. Our lawyers assure us that all products are legally confirmed as lit. Ooh. We are part of the Podfix Network. And to all of our followers, new and old, we say, welcome to the guild. There we go. That's how we do it. Yes. Thank you. This was a podcast of the Podfix Network. You can check out more shows like it at podfixnetwork.com. When Cap came back, when, when the Cap, Cap came, came back, back the very next day, it's <laughs> gonna be that kind of night, guys. Thank God. Can, can I can I read the next one? Yeah. If you think we've given you a dollar's worth of content, then why not join our Patreon state page? Okay. Like- <laughs> Oh, is there that pa- is it okay. Patreon? Oh, it's. I'm sorry about that. I, I got that. It's you know fucking spell check. I got. Man. <laughs> I got. I got rubber lips right now. The drink is too good. We're supporters. Okay, start again. Start again. All right. If you think. All right. This is important. So make it make it sound good. Lion face. Lemon face. Here we go.